I'm not going to mince words. One of our history professors, Charles Leiter, passed away very suddenly. The papers are missing. Geist? Is it ein Geist? We found him. He must have locked himself in and then... Mm-hmm. Was, the, was the key in the door on the inside then? No. His face was contorted in, in agony and the eyes... Do you know the story of Keziah Mason, Mr. Mahoney? What's going on? Why is this not packed up yet? I want to move in already. Professor Roach. I've got a, I got an idea about how we might approach this, but... Uh, if, you, if your plan doesn't work out, then of course I can just ask as a fellow of the university. I prefer to do things by the book. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, good, good morning. My, my name is Dr. John Wheatcroft. I understand you're the bereaved. Leiter. My name's Leiter. Kirk Leiter. I... Leiter's face is this screaming visage of of horror. It's like frozen in agony. The eyes themselves are swollen, very much like burnt-out light bulbs or something. He's got dissociation disorder. I pulled my Colt 45. I've been thinking about it. I don't think your fathers are brothers, and I'm starting to suspect your mothers aren't sisters either. Doctor, he's not a well man. We're going to perform the autopsy. We will perhaps do it, um, probably tonight. You hear something in the next room. It's like a like a metal bowl has just hit the floor and someone's caught it really quickly. A, a gambler, you say? I know he went to Atlantic City twice. And you don't go to Atlantic City for the seaside mariner. Cecil Hunter. Anybody heard of this chap? He done the, the, the painting here. He was one of Leiter's students and he got expelled. This enormous rat falls out of the chimney. And you realise the witches in question are Patrick. Dr. Montrose. And you. The Apocalypse Players present Crimson Letters. A Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition scenario by Alan Bly. Starring Joseph Chance as Dr. Jonas Steinweg, Dannon McAleer as Professor Duckworth, Dan Wheeler as Kirk Sleep, P.I. With our special guests, Doug McAndrew as Dr. Althea Montrose, and Mike Percival Maxwell as P.J. Mahoney. The keeper of arcane law is Dominic Allen. Chapter 3 Over Familiar Can you give me a sanity roll, please? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I am Hecat. It is the other side. This is what I've trained for. He says as his eyes flicker and his hand is really shaking. It goes to the tin. But he's in his pocket. But this time he pulls it away and he turns to, to um, Montrose. And Doctor? I don't... I think I have seen something in this room that... I'm fine. I mean, he's white as a sheet, but he's holding it together with a 40 on his sanity. Excellent. Well, you don't lose any sanity points. Meanwhile, back in the morgue... So, Kirk Sleep, Private Eye... Yeah. ...is yeah. stood in the doorway of a pitch-dark room. That's right. What's what's Duckworth doing at this point? You've, you're still in the... Well, I heard the noise from the other room. I just didn't want to go straight into it in case it was something, and I wanted to check the body again. So I think having examined the body, 
Mm. I'm probably going to go over to the adjoining door and just have a listen. See if I hear any more crashes or things falling off. Of course. Dr. Wheatcroft is still with you in that room. Oh, is he? I thought I'd stuck past him, but no. Okay. Well, he came back. You, you, you wanted to examine the body. You had to push the roll. So you sent yes, him to get right. a right. magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah. Um, in which case, in fact, I'll actually say, um, what was that? Did you hear something? What's that room? Uh, that is examination room of four. Oh, vacant, I assume. But it should be. Huh. Unless there's a class in there. Rats in the walls, perhaps. Um, well, I hope not. Thank you so much for your time. What? Uh, right. Well, um, yes, if you wish to attend the autopsy, yeah. uh, speak to Marion on your way out, but um, he, he maintains my timetable, but I imagine it will be uh, probably late this evening. Delightful. I'll see you then. Good then. Well, thank you for your help. And you. And I'm going to leave and go and talk to Marion. So you head back down the corridor. Um, Sorry, sleep. What's sleep doing? I'm uh, staring into this dark room. I think I'm I'm probably going to flick my my Zippo lighter, see if I can cast a bit of light around the room. So the light, the minimal light, illuminates a kind of carbon copy of the room you were just in. So there's a there's a metal table in the middle of the room. Uh, as you look around, there's lockers on one side. There's lockers against the back wall. There's uh, there's no windows in this room. There's another table with, like, bone saws and things. Is the... Uh, so I've, I'm standing in the doorway. Is there any light coming in from the corridor? Just a little bit. Okay. Um, and if I, if I move away from the door, will the door stay open? Do I need to prop it open with something? Is it, well, is it the sort of door that's... Yeah, it stays open, yeah. Okay, I don't want it to swing shut. Um, since I've got my lighter out, I um, I whack my pack of camels, pop a cigarette out, pop it in my mouth and light it, just as an excuse to keep my lighter burning a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of casting it around near the doorway, is there any sign of any... Uh, any uh, like a gas lamp or even, I don't know, maybe... Is there some... Uh, we in the realm there might be electric light. I can't remember whether there was electric light in the other room. Yes, there is. Ele- there are electric lights here. Is there a light switch? Uh, yeah. I switched the lights on. <laughs> Illuminates the room this kind of sickly jaundiced light. There's a series of lockers against two walls. Well, it's everything. It's exactly like the other room, except there's no horrible corpse on the table. Mm. So I heard a sh- I heard a shuffling. Um, mm. Could I do a? Could I do a spot hidden? See if I can see uh, anywhere uh, anywhere where someone could be hiding. Well, uh, you probably don't need to roll for that. The the oh, the only obvious places are the lockers, unless they're under a table. Okay, well I sort of have a little look. The tables are presumably the sort of. I could just duck my head down and see quite easily whether anyone was under a table. Yeah, uh, and I do. There's there's no one under there. <clears throat> and the lockers are on. Just you say one side of the room or both sides? Uh, there's two two sides directly opposite you. And to the mm-hmm. right. They're quite big sort of lockers with, with grills in them. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's a locker quite close to me, is there? An immediate, on the me- immediate right? Yeah. Um, are they numbered or anything? Mm, no. No. Okay. I yell, um, which locker did you say you left the stuff in? All right. Sure, I'll check it out. <laughs> 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 and um, I... 
start walking along their lockers, looking through the grills. <laughs> the many conversations in the mind of sleep. <laughs> Amazing. Let's have a spot hidden roll then. <laughs> Two. Fifty-two. That's great. That's a, reg- that's a regular success. So you walk along the right-hand wall. It all seems fine. You walk along the back wall. You're about halfway. You're looking right through the grills. And then suddenly you just see eyes through the grill. And as soon as you do... Uh, <laughs> as soon as you do... Uh, but can I just describe how I'm walking past the lockers looking in the yes, grills? Yeah. Very... Uh, um, casually, I don't want it to look like I'm peering in. I'm just sort of walking past slowly, as if to go to the furthermost locker, peering in every grill as I pass. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, you see these eyes. They catch the light just through the grill. Hmm. So this is like halfway down the lockers that are on the far wall. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. What's what's your decks? <gasps> It's uh, 55. Okay, right. So, yeah. That's a question we want to ask at this stage. That's <laughs> what he has to ask. Well. So, says, um, what's your move? <laughs> that's, that's the one that gets us really worried, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. It's a regular human who's not going to... If this is just a regular human who's not going to send me mad, I'm, I'm very confident in, uh, <laughs> in my abilities. Yeah. Just don't want to see anything that's going to send me over the edge. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> can you give me a... Um, unless you're trying to do something, I guess this is a is a dodge. Uh, well, actually, you could give me a psychology role, if you like. <laughs> As I see the eyes. Yeah. Um, ooh, uh, I imagine they seem calm. And, um, they are very calm. <laughs> Perfectly standard for someone to be inside a locker. I'm going to let me argue for, a, for, a diff- for maybe a different role, a role that maybe implies that I haven't seen the eyes at all. <laughs> like a stealth roll or something? No, you're not going to um, let me do that. Well, you succeeded fine. on your spot hidden, so you've seen the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And the eyes can't miss you. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> Since you put turn the lights on. <laughs> okay, so what do you want? Uh, you want... Oh. This is a psychology roll to see if you can, you can preempt what's about to happen. Because if not, no. you're kind of limited in what you can do. Well, I'm definitely going to fail this. Oh, I'm not going to fail this. I've rolled a... It's almost an extreme success. Amazing. Well, you, you as soon as you see them, you see that you see the kind of the pupils dilate moment, like a little bit, and you realise this guy's going to... He's going to try something, or she. Uh, so you can you can dodge or fight back. Are there lockers... Do they have locks? Uh, some of them have padlocks on. This one doesn't. Okay. <laughs> it's got like a little clasp, you know, that just like for a padlock, but not all of them have padlocks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you get this, you get the feeling he's going to push the door into you. He's going to try. I lean on the door. I try and hold the door shut. Okay. So that'd be like a, that'd be a, mm, I mean, strictly speaking, it's probably a fighting brawl roll because you're doing a maneuver. Not a strength roll? Fine. That's fine. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Go on. Then you can have a. Sp- no, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with either. <laughs> happy with either. It doesn't make a lot of difference, to be honest. Okay. Well, if you're sure. 
Yeah, that's uh, regular success. So he he succeeded. He got regular success as well. Oh, fuck. So it. you don't take any damage, but you do get um, knocked backwards, and he bolts. Duckworth. He doesn't quite manage to vault over the table, but he sort of pushes it away and and, and runs to the door. Uh, you only catch the back of him. He's wearing like a long coat, and he's got dirty blonde hair. You don't see his face. Has he reached the door? Uh, uh, yes. What do you want to do? Is he in the doorway? Yeah. <laughs> Instinct takes over. <laughs> and uh, and my forty-five comes out, and I take a couple of shots <laughs> at, at, his, at his heels. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, give, <laughs> give us a roll. <laughs> That's a regular success. Okay. I mean, he's... he's He's running for it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, um, g- give us the damage. <laughs> so, I'd like to point out that I said I'm aiming for his heels. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, this gun does a lot of damage, <laughs> right? But I'm aiming for his heels. <laughs> yeah. So, do I just roll for damage normally? You got a regular success, right? Yeah, regular. Okay. Oh, God. I think I might kill this guy. Mm. Oh, that works out really well. I've rolled a one, so I do three damage. Three damage, okay. You, you shoot him and he, he, he stumbles. Uh, you get him in the sort of the calf. You, you catch the muscle there. Uh, probably nothing too serious, but he's bleeding. And um, he, he collapses against the, against the wall in the corridor. And he, he lets out this... <laughs> Uh, he appears to be a young man. Um, he's he's probably in his in his early twenties. Uh, you realise he's probably a student. Yeah, I also realise I'm in a university in a morgue, like researching some lost papers. Not not trying to like execute like a drugs bust. <laughs> um, so uh, I I have a a moment of reflection on what I've done. Um, I, I, I run to him and um, see see what sort of damage I've done. It's relatively superficial, given that you could have killed him. Yeah. There's a lot of blood. And uh, he looks at you with these bright blue eyes. He's quite handsome. He, he's got an almost sort of um, American football player's build, you know. He's a bit, clearly a bit of a jock perhaps, but there's something about the intensity of his gaze that is unnerving. And he just looks at you and he goes, ah, you shot me! Oh, God, you shot me! I say, uh, why did you run, God damn it? Why did you run? I, I tear, off his, uh, tear off his trouser leg so I can see the, the wound. <laughs> uh, uh, he says, I, 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 I thought I was in trouble. I, I know I wasn't supposed to be sneaking around. I... I didn't think you were just going to shoot me. Oh God! You're in trouble now, you cr- you crazy fool. And I um I start trying to um sort of tour- tourniquet his leg with a bit of trouser that I've pulled off. Mean- meanwhile, um, Duckworth and and Wheatcroft have probably heard the gunshot yeah. and the screaming. Wheatcroft runs to the door and says, "What on earth now? What's he shot now?" Um, I'm heading over there, obviously, as well, as fast as my. Cain will allow. Will you please confiscate that firearm from your colleague, please? <laughs> yes, of course. 
Uh, if we're at the, is it, that is, is it standard practice for the psychiatrist, the campus psychiatrist, to allow his pa- his most dangerous patients to carry guns? <laughs> Not typically, no. I didn't realise how severe it was until just now. Um, sleep. <laughs> this may be America, but this is New England. God damn it! Give me your gun a moment, would you? Uh, no, I, I will not give you my gun. This this uh, is a potential suspect in this case. He was running for it. Simply to put our host here at ease. Suspect in the case? I I knew your mother wasn't your aunt's sister, and your father wasn't your... You shut your trap, Wheatcroft. This I, is way above your pay grade. He is full of s- delusions, paranoid delusions. I'm afraid we um we can't predict what he might say from one moment to the next. I, I let his uncle, nephew, cousin act run for a while because, well, you know, I thought it's best to let these things play out, but I realise now I was wrong. Sleep, please give me your firearm. That's an undergraduate. <laughs> oh, God. It's, well, he's lucky he ain't a, a six-feet undergraduate. <laughs> yes. Say, <laughs> you better hope that he. You better hope that he's not on a sports scholarship. <laughs> Do you know this student, Doctor? Uh, uh, no. Who are you, boy? <laughs> and he says, "I'm Anthony Flinders. I'm, I'm a, I'm a history major. You're a history major. What are you doing snooping around in a morgue?" I was I was one of Dr. Leiter's students. I, I, I was worried. I, I'd heard they were keeping him in the morgue. I, I knew something bad had happened. Oh, my God, my leg. I, I want to lean down and put my porcelain face as close to him as possible. <laughs> so, what, what bad do you think could happen? He's already dead. Um, I want to do like a sort of... I want to gauge his reaction, whether he's sort of... Well, he might say something. I'll... I mean, I thought the university were up to something. What? And now I'm starting to think they are. <laughs> we're all starting to think they are, boy. Don't worry about that. Please. Are you not man. with the university? Uh, this man Please. is not a fellow of the university. Um, you were saying... What What did you think was going to happen? I, I don't know. I, I was worried that they were hiding something. Hiding what? I uh, take out my, my hip flask of bourbon and, and um, offer it to him. Pour it on his wound. Pour it on his wound. No, <laughs> yeah! absolutely not. It's good stuff. Right. Um, and uh, hand it to him. Hey, take some of this. You'll take the edge off. Uh, oh, it's just that... Well, I don't want to say. I, Dr. Leiter was a good man. I think you better say, if it's something you know, I think we ought to know it. You already see that uh, this is a dangerous situation. It's far more than a professor who died of a heart attack. I think we all know that. So if there's something you want to tell us, now's the time to tell us before things get even worse. Then we'll get you to a doctor and get that leg seen to. Don't worry, you're going to be okay. Yeah, uh, uh, do you want to give me a persuade roll? Could I do you a fast talk roll? Or intimidate? Intimidate. I guess, I guess you could do it. Try intimidate. I'm persuade. It's not going to get me anywhere. Uh, try, I'll try intimidate. No. He, he says, I, I, I don't know. I don't like to talk about ill about the dead. I know you don't want to talk ill about the dead, but listen, from what I heard, the dead's been talking ill about you. We read a lot of his papers, and I I read his set of reports, and what he said about you, it's not worth repeating, honestly. Like, you don't want this stuff to get out. There's some serious, 
serious information that he's he's gonna let get out to the faculty as well as the sports team. Your future after this place is gonna be worth nothing based on what he wrote about you. So he knows. He knows what I did. He knows all right. <laughs> you don't want everyone to know. You better tell us what you know. I don't care if people know. I don't care, you hear? I, I don't even care anymore. Well, go on. So, <laughs> that's interesting. So if you don't care anymore, then maybe you want to share it with us. Maybe... Maybe we could help each other out. Yes, perhaps we could. Yeah, perhaps we could. You tell us what you know. And I um, I just give the tonique a little oh, tug. No. Just maybe a little bit too tight. Ah! Yeah, maybe we could help each other out. Yeah. And then I uh, knock out a cigarette and offer him one. A little bit of carrot, a little bit of stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he takes the cigarette gratefully and, and says, uh, All right, well, if you can fix up my leg and tell me what's going on. What... What are you looking for? Maybe I can help. Well, <laughs> Duckworth. Yes. You tell him. What are we looking for? Oh, no, I think you've got a wonderful rapport. <laughs> Wheatcroft is sort of seething next to you. What on earth? It's, what do you mean, a rapport? There is blood on the floor, gentlemen. Doctor, I'm Wheat so sorry. Craft, what are you what are you still doing here? Go and get some kind of medic for this poor boy. Doing here? I am the head of the morgue. I'd like to, <laughs> if it's a persuade or whatever, I just want to take him slightly aside and, and talk to him and say, um, he, I, I realise this is an extreme situation. It, of course, all due process will be followed and there will be repercussions, but this is an incredibly deranged man and um, we have to at least play along with some of his delusions. I will keep by his side for the time being... And not let him fire, not let him shoot any more of your students. Um, <laughs> that would be preferable. I want the blood cleaned up. And <laughs> if you're going to fix up his leg, I suggest you take him to the medical ward and not do it in the morgue. Listen, Wheatcraft, if you're going to have blood pour out anywhere on campus, I imagine the morgue is the best place for it. No, the morgue is the worst place for it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to me, son. So. Can you not smoke in here either, please? <laughs> We've I'll be back in five minutes, and if this isn't sorted out, oh, I'm going straight to I'm going straight to the dean. And he turns on his heel and storms off. So I say to the kid, "Hey, kid, what's your name again?" Anthony Flinders. Anthony. Anthony. I thought so. So tell me, Anthony, what's this got to do with the Hobhouse Papers? Well, that's what that's what Lida was working on, and you know, I asked him, I begged him, I wanted to work on that so bad it'd be so good for my major, but yeah. He, he wasn't interested. But if I could see them, I just want to see them. So if I could maybe help you guys, if I could come with you, maybe, and you let me see them, then when you find them... Well, listen to me, Anthony. The problem is we can't find them. That's the whole point. We're looking for the papers. So how can we help you if we can't even find the papers? We want your help finding the papers. Where are the fucking papers? I got a theory about the papers. Well, tell me your fucking theory about the papers... And then maybe we'll get your leg looked at. I've, meanwhile, I've got a mop and I'm just standing in the background sort of gently mopping um, <laughs> and listening in. <laughs> it's gone very mammoth. I love how mammoth it's gone. <laughs> if, if almost every sentence can end with the papers, that, that would make my evening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's obvious, isn't it? You tell me, is it obvious? These papers, they're the, they're the key to it all. Fallon the and Roach. Papers. Fallon and Roach. They're secret lovers. Have been for years. They, they needed the papers translating. They needed them understanding so that they could use the rights inside of it to kill whoever they wanted. And their first victim is lying on a metal table in that room. Don't you see? It worked. Their evil black sex magic worked. All right, all right. Hang on a second. I turn to Duckworth and I say, this is... I feel like I'm in over my head here. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll talk about evil black magic sex magic. <laughs> Uh, mixed up with academia, uh, I reckon we maybe take this guy back to uh, back to the others and see if they can sh- shine some light on it. <laughs> yes, I think that's quite a good idea. Um, sleep. Do please try to be calm. In future, there's no need to shoot people's legs out. You say there's no reason to shoot people's legs out. If I hadn't shot his legs out, we wouldn't have got this information we just got. So tell me, do you want to get this job done or not? Yes. Um. I'm all finished here yes. anyway. Uh, put them all in the bucket. Could you help me to the to the nurse's office? Of course. Yes. And I I am um, hoist him up to his feet and sort of. I let you sling my arm around him and um. I say, let's go and get you checked out, uh, Duckworth. You want to get one of the uh, a- academic types? Maybe meet us in the nurse's office or, or pass on the information about the evil black sex magic and the papers? We all yes. want to know about the papers. Yes. Um, could, I, could I please borrow your gun? I don't think that's a good idea. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. Um, if you, you know, if you were to ask me, do I have a treasured possession, for example, I think my gun would be it. So, I no, see. I don't think I'm going to be my gun. Well, yes, um, get this young man to the medical office and I'll, I'll gather up the others. I'll do that. I think maybe I'll just take a back seat in this uh, for a short time while I take this guy to the medical office. Yes, it seems like taking the back seat is certainly your MO. So, meanwhile, at, um, at Leiter's office, you'd been looking at this painting and you'd noticed that it was the work of um, an artist called Cecil Hunter, which Roach claimed to know as a student. He was a student that got expelled for... Getting his dick out or something of that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he definitely got his dick out. Or possibly something worse. Um, it sounds like that sort of thing would be appreciated in, in this particular university at the moment. Well, based on my experience here so far. I don't know about the black sex magic yet, so I shall just I shall keep my counsel. Uh, Dom, is it acceptable that I am actually sitting in the chair, the lighter's chair? Yeah. Um, because this is where I, I, I wanted to I wanted to be in the analyzand's position. Hmm. Um, uh, at the moment of his uh, looking at the painting, um, and and as is customary for him now, he leaps up to his five foot four, five foot five. I think I said he's lost an inch. He's lost an inch. <laughs> the shock. <laughs> uh, and 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 he walks over to um, Althea Montrose and says, "I think you, I think I was saying that." You have the key, do you not, Dr. Montrose? 
to the conundrum. The key. Yeah. Did you not have some insight? Uh, that's a good question, Doctor. What is it that we are missing? I know that you would see it, for you are the expert librarian. Uh, well, I, I, I really don't know what to observe in the matter of a theft. <sighs> Witchcraft, you know. It's all a, a load of nonsense, really, these trials. Wait, 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 was there not, wasn't there a storm off the coast of Scotland um, in King James's time that was a major factor for the reasons for his, um, his occult fascinations? A, a storm? It, specifically, why, I, I, I couldn't say. It's a fragment from my, from my reading. It's not a, it's not... Uh, my study's more concerned the New World, Doctor, and... Uh... Colonial activities and, uh, yes, indeed, the Puritans and their obsession with uh, patriarchal oppression of, of women, which, of course, the, the trials were. They're uh, in the context of a patriarchal Christian society. They were nothing more than misogynist persecution of women who, either by choice or by fate, found themselves living alone. And maybe these women refused to toe the line, or perhaps they just wanted to be left in peace, but uh, they did not fit. And at that time, one can only imagine to be fair on them. And to be in the New World in the 17th century with uh, <sighs> death, famine, disease, at every turn, they had no choice but to, 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 to look to their faith. Yeah, what was it Kierkegaard spoke of if... Uh, one cannot, through one's beliefs, uh, process the reality of the situation. It leads only to existential crisis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, despair. And, uh, well, they had little option, but uh, that, that is indeed all these witchcraft trials were. Uh, as far as supernatural is, is concerned, well, it's interesting. But, uh, well, nothing has happened here so far that's the... Slice this bit off, don't you think? Slice this bit off? Mm. Well, I, 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 I can't speak to how you behave most of the time, Doctor, for we've just met, but uh, you've made some interesting observations, but uh, I'm not inclined to think there's anything going on here other than a simple theft. Am I wrong? Perhaps not. The money on the floor, PJ. Sorry, money on the on the floor. Uh, uh, what do you make of this? It seems to chime. Does it not? <laughs> it seems to chime. Does it not? With with this notion. Chime. Uh, chime, as in the, the ring. Do I have this right? Sometimes my English is not so good. Like a ding-dong, like a bell. Yes, it bells. It ding-dongs. It seems to ding-dong, does it not? I with, don't know. Um, it's the concept of this Atlantic City breakaway and desperate acts. Th oh, this the gambling man, man has sought to monetize his discovery, his research. He is a gambling man. He's got into debt and he's sought to try and find someone interested in the... Perhaps uh, he got involved in something hold on. he couldn't control. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Just a moment here. <laughs> now, did, uh, did 
Did the professor say that he had been calling in debts, gathering, gathering funds together? Am I remembering that right? That's right, yeah. Wrote, wrote right. He'd been putting together. So, if now I believe, uh, Ms. Montrose, uh, Dr. Montrose, that you uh, came out with the notion that perhaps he had um, used the, uh, the papers as some kind of a collateral in uh, a gambling venture. Indeed. Well, uh, you're, the, you're the police officer with the experience, but uh, it would seem the obvious answer. So, ah, well, now, you say obvious, but sometimes the least obvious is the most obvious. Well, <laughs> is it? Is it, though? Is that... I'm, is, it, is it, though? I'm not sure it's that... Sometimes. Right. Sometimes it isn't. Can it be both of those things at once? Sometimes the most obvious solution can seem to be the least obvious, but when you get to the bottom of it, you discover that it's the most obvious after all. <laughs> well, perhaps your colleagues at the mortuary may be able to glean something. I am curious as to the... I've lost my train of thought. No, I know. Yes, now, here. What if he was gathering all this money together in order to take to whoever whoever won the papers from him in an attempt to buy them back again or to gamble them back again? I, I suppose it's a possibility. Also, but somebody got to him first. Yeah, yeah. I like this very much as a, as a potential line of inquiry, but also we have to consider who would want to pay that much, mo- that much money for some historical letters regarding an, a poor isolated woman from the New World 17th century abuses. Good question. Papers such as these are not unique. What is the value of these papers? Uh, that's my question. What, what I'm wondering is if perhaps they are very valuable to someone because they believe them to be very valuable because they contain certain... I don't know about this Keziah Mason. Kaziah Mason, now, I, uh, does the name ring a bell with me, I wonder? If possibly there was some way... Possibly. Let us, let us think on this, PJ. Yes, indeed, yes. As I rack yes. my brains on the nature of the occult, will you join me? Yes. In the quiet study of that? I will, I will let us rack join you for a moment of quiet reflection, yes, indeed. Mm. Searching back through my 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 past, uh, my 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 life's memories, uh, I wonder. But is it acceptable that we roll our occult skills? <laughs> I think I think that's acceptable. Well, I have not heard of these papers. Uh, Ooh, or even um, so. Where in Arkham would even like uh, an education like, uh, role? Mm. The, the, the well, I do. I do itself? remember from from last time you gave me a role to see if Doctor Montrose who you know, may have been most likely to come across something like this because it's mm. uh, in her area of expertise. Mm-hmm. She didn't recall specifically coming across these papers. Yeah. But I don't know if there's some broader context. Well, just I've else. heard of Keziah Mason, really, as much as Keziah Mason, yeah, yes. The, the name. And uh, what, how exactly did we hear of Keziah I was about Mason? to say, have okay. I just leapt on that because that came out in the in the backlog? Uh, it was mentioned to PJ mm. by Amelia Court. Uh, yeah, and the doctor is more right. Yeah, yeah. because you included. spoke with Amelia whilst <laughs> Althea <laughs> humoured Doctor Stein through a series of delusions uh, <laughs> in in the other room. Um, is she still here? Is uh, what's his face uh, still here? 
what's his name, the rival. Yeah, is, is, uh, is Roach still in the, in the office? Uh, yeah, he probably he appeared. He, I think he was. Um, mm. I mean, as you see, we kind of humoured, we kind of humoured him. Yeah, and well he's enough. sort of he's sort of placated, um, but he's 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 still pissed off that um, he hasn't been involved. But Steinweg kind of did a lot of work to kind of draw him out, and that <laughs> seems to have placated him a little bit that he's hmm. he's had his say, um, and uh, he he sort of. If you've got nothing else to say to him, he sort of skinning to drift. Okay, and he, he he gives you a parting shot at the door, and he goes, "You know, I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be keeping my eye on you. You think you can you can undercut me? This is my department now, or it will be, and then you'll see." And off he goes. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh. Well, Doctor Simon, I don't know if I have the answer beyond the obvious, unless. The most obvious answer is, in fact, the least obvious answer, Mr. Mahoney. Uh, I, I really don't know. Where'd you get a cockamamie idea like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you are the detective, sir. I am oh, really I'm not a detective. No, 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 no. I was just a beat cop. Beat cop. <laughs> ah, nonetheless, I have a nose for these things. I never made detective. Oh, did, did, did you try? Did I try and make detective? Ah, yes. No, no, I, I, I'm, or I'm was a... Or life on the streets, walking the beat. I'm a, a people yeah. kind of a guy. I was a people. I like to keep down on, ah, a, yes. down on the street oh. level, keep my ear to the ground, you know. Yeah. Uh, people person, as it were. Well, sure thing, sure. Yeah. What now then, gentlemen? I, I have done a role on occult. Okay. Uh, I'd need a hard success on education. I yep, think, not a problem to get anything useful. I'll make it. I'll make it a hard education roll at this stage. Why not? No, I won't. I'll fail my education roll. Mm, no, but I. Mm, nah, nah. Just thinking I could try and push it, but I'm not quite sure how. You've I would heard push the name. It's like you know. Ah, oh, now one of those. I remember. Oh, a local witch. Kaziah Mason was a was a local witch. And uh, <laughs> she lived in these parts. There's a, the, you probably know there's a local uh, kind of bogeyman story that you tell kids, which is like, uh, if you see a mouse and kids get scared of a mouse, you just say, oh, it's, Br- it's Brown Jenkins. That's Brown Jenkins. I always say to my uh, my grandkids, uh, and when, uh, when I'm tucking them in at night and go to sleep, uh, whenever they're, whenever I'm looking after them, if their mom and their pa maybe have gone out for a, a bite to eat or something, I always say, now, you sleep tight, my dears. You sleep tight. And if you hear any scritching and scratching in the night, that's uh, old brown Jenkin. So you better <laughs> stay tucked up in your bed and you stay sleeping. Don't you get up and you don't you come down and, and don't you come and try and wake Grandpa, disturb him when he's having a beer. Mommy, uh, mommy, I don't want Grandpa to babysit me anymore. <laughs> As you say that, PJ, that rat bite just starts itching. <laughs> so is Brown Jenkins a pseudonym of Kaziah Mason? What, what, how is Brown Jenkins related to Kaziah Mason? Ah, now, Brown Jenkins was, was a, a brown. It's a Jenkins. <laughs> and Jenkins... They, no, wait a minute. No, no, she so was I, a cat. I'm, I'm thinking with, with this. I'm thinking with this brown Jenkins. This is like the association that they have with, with the European familiar. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think she was familiar with no Europeans. 
no, no. And perhaps I misrepresent myself with my English. Um, I'm thinking that perhaps a portion of the witch's um, soul passes over to the animal and is put into the animal, and the animal can then serve the witch, and the witch can then... Because I've just aced my occult role, so I'm going to say that. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't know nothing about... By ace, I mean, I've, I've got a hard success. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't a witch guy. A familiar... An animal, is that is that the legend? He was familiar with animals. I've heard of right. these. This is a very local myth. I don't know about the locality regarding this location and the place of, of Arkham and Massachusetts. This is your expertise, of course, um, PJ Mahoney. But she was a Doctor Montrose, which I think very much so by the sound of things. And this would make sense why the university would invest so much time and why Miss Court would be so passionate regarding the pursuit of the, the excellence of the study of the letters. But the most important thing for me is that there is a concept here, a concept, my friends, that is suggesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I know. I'm the most the most fond of them, but you know the, the idea is that you would put a part of yourself into some other living creature. I and... beg your pardon. Yes, uh, you can't go around uh, making uh, accusations uh, like that. Uh, I oh, come, never put a part of myself into anyone. That... Yeah, yeah. Now, now you mention oh, it, of course, uh, PJ. No, no, no. My wife, God bless her soul. Not that that sort of thing didn't go on back then amongst certain occult circles, of course. I think this episode will be called Over Familiar. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what did you get on your occult role? 22. So, yeah, you know about the story about Brown Jenkins. It's, it's a, a particular familiar to Keziah Mason. It was some kind of, you know, rat or mouse or something, some sort of rodent, but it had little hands and maybe a face stories vary and, and you know stories like oh she turned a man into a mouse and stuff like that but uh, the main thing you know is that the Masons were quite a powerful family in the area and they didn't disappear she wasn't the end of the line at all they carried on and uh, presumably changed their names to avoid the, um, the sort of the taint of having such a prolific local witch in the family so, you know, her extended family persisted and probably still live in Arkham to this day under a different name. Oh, uh, they all died out. Well, uh, let us not be so sure of that. I she think was the last of the line. The suggestion is most of these witchcraft groups, these covens, they just employ, um, as, as you make note of, Dr. Montrose, they employ the over-rigid phallic structure of <laughs> the uh, masculine society and they use the law to just simply change their name so i suspect it is my opinion that much like back in frankfurt um and back in Köln, uh the witch covens there just changed their names and they adopted other ma- male names in order to fit into society once a name was associated with an inappropriate act or um uh, period of time such as the name of mason it will fade out. But there were definitely other people after her. I'm sure well, I'm of sure of it. If you take a male name, you immediately have credibility, don't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're no longer ostracized as an independent woman uh, getting up to no good and having ideas that she has no business having. Yes, of course. Hold on now, hold on. So what are you you saying? That there are witches 
in Arkham. Poppycock. At that, Professor Duckworth appears in the doorway. Hello. Oh, jeez. Don't creep up on us like that. <laughs> give, a, <laughs> give a man a heart attack. Any joy? Geist, Geist. Oh, no. It's you. by a rat. I see. But not Brown Jenkin. It didn't have a face, did it, Mr. Mahoney? Yeah, it had a rat face. Wheels are mad. Aye, a rat face, not a face face. I'd like to do a group psychology role. <laughs> <laughs> it had a face face, it had a face of a rat. I mean, everything has a face, even a rat. But oh, everything's a got a face. face. A, a tree ain't got a face. Well, he's not an animal, to be fair. I'm just going to slowly shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've turned up. Duck was turned up when they're talking about what has and has not got a face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I find it's quite offensive, actually. I like the fact that I like the fact that he left. He left a situation where he was like managing someone who he thought was completely insane. This is proper out of the frying pan into the fire. Oh, sorry, Professor Duckworth, is that you there? I didn't see you behind that mask. Duckworth, Duckworth, come back! Thank God you were here. Bitten by a rat, you say? Well, um, let's talk on the way. You you must come with me to the medical bay. Got a rat up the flu. Hey, I found something here. You ever heard of a Hibs Roadhouse? Have I? Um, probably everyone on campus would have heard about it. Mm. Um, it's downtown uh, on the north side, and it's notorious for being somewhere you can go if you really need a strong milkshake. Uh, <sighs> as I often do. Um, yes, yes, it's on the, the north side. What what he said, the narrator. Yes, why? Because I think, and I'm putting two and two together in my head now, I think that uh, the professor, he uh, he liked to uh, partake of uh, a little bit of a uh, flutter every so often. <laughs> and the roadhouse is just the kind of place he might have gone to do so. And that, my friends, is where... We will find the papers. Well, uh, any excuse to uh, have a strong milkshake, as far as I'm concerned. Milkshake, is it? Yeah. Should we walk and talk? Um, you, you must uh, come with me to the uh, medical bay. I'm afraid there's been a slight complication. Oh, yeah, I, I could really do with getting some antiseptic on, on Yes, on quite. You want to get that scene too. And also our uh, private eye friend... Oh, but don't got rabies. ...seems to have had a bit of an episode and, uh, well, um, shot a student. But all may not be lost. <laughs> I don't know what to... What? Oh. Well, when you put it like that, it sounds awful. <laughs> Guns, my goodness. As you're leaving, Amelia Court says, Oh, uh, Dr. Montrose, um, you asked yes, for a, yeah. a reading list. I will... Um, I did. I will, furnish, I will put something together for you. Uh, where's best to send it? Well, I believe I have uh, a wee ducat behind the reception in the main library building it should have my name on it so as soon as you've got it prepared if you just pop it in there that would be a dear of thank course. you so much no problem well thank good luck and i i hope i hope for the sake of the department and the entire university that you do recover the the papers and uh, let me know if you need any more help or assistance i, I or... shall i shall read you your list and uh, perhaps miss court if i can uh, speak to you again uh, I, I would appreciate it greatly thank you don't no you uh, don't you worry miss court we will find them. We will find those papers. I haven't been introduced to her, have I? Uh, no. Well, I'm just going to quickly approach her as we leave and just say, um, what do you know of Anthony Flinders? 
You come across him? Flinders. Hmm. He's started bothering you, has he? Well, I wouldn't say that. Oh, well. I'm afraid it may be we who've bothered him. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Anthony is, uh... He hounded Dr. Lider night and day to try to get my position. I see. Yes, he did seem somewhat to idolize Lighter, yes. I'm not a psychiatrist, Dr. Duckworth, but... That's all right, I am. I wouldn't be surprised if you discover him to be an egomaniac. I see. <laughs> He's bordering on the delusional sometimes, I think. I see. I would be cautious involving him in what you're doing. Hmm. Oh, yes, don't worry about that. Um, I just thought I'd uh, get someone else's opinion. I'll let you know if your suspicions were correct. While that conversation is going on, uh, mm. is it possible... Um, how, how high up is the painting? Is it... Oh, it, it's quite big. You can... Uh, I mean, I think... Um, Mahoney already lifted it off the wall a bit. Oh, did you? See if there was a safe behind it, yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd already checked behind it. Oh, yes, yes, he had. That resolves that problem. Um, in which case, since that's been resolved, uh, I didn't manage to look at in the fireplace, and there was a, there was a suggestion there'd been something, there was a large amount of ash. Yes. Um, and obviously that's been searched through in order to find the... Yeah, Mahoney searched that as well, and he found the, the matchbook. The papers themselves, it looks like he's burned a, a huge chunk of papers. Mm. Oh dear. That's all. Probably, probably not the Hobhouse papers looking at them. They look more, more, it looks more modern than that. Yeah, we're thinking something that was suggesting maybe a record of what he was looking at. I don't know. But, that's all. To the morgue again. Yeah, that's sure. Perhaps, um, perhaps he was burning his research. That's what I'm wondering. Perhaps he didn't want someone else to get their hands on it. And feared for his life. It is competitive stuff, this academic business. I'm, I'm realizing more and more. Particularly here in the new world. Is it not, Professor? I have tenure. Um, shall we? I'll lead the way to the medical bay, the, the medical ward, whatever it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, so when you get there, um, a nurse has taken Anthony Flinders away. Just before they get there, I've asked the nurse, have you got a, you got a telephone? Uh, y- yes. Can I make a quick, make, make quick call? Who are you calling? I'm calling, uh, Captain Lewis at, uh, Boston PD. The police department? You're gonna hang yeah. yourself in for attempted murder? Very funny. No, I just wanna report in. I'm not joking, mister. <laughs> You caused well, me a lot of work here. He's <laughs> going to have to be transferred to Arkham Hospital. Do you want me to? Do you want me to speak to the police or not? I don't care what you do. Stop. Okay. Get out of my way. I'm a busy let, campus nurse. Let me use the damn phone, then, you crazy broad. <laughs> Who are you calling crazy? Thank God Montrose hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> be another shootout. Not to saying she's in a film of some case. Yeah. <laughs> for cameras. She sort of goes behind it, draws a curtain, and she says, Be quick on the phone, I need to call an ambulance. Um, so I, I uh, call the uprighter and say, Put uh, me through to uh, Boston PD, uh, speak to uh, Captain Lewis. <laughs> Round here as well, it's Arkham Switchboard. <laughs> Oh, uh, Austin PD connecting now. Um, 
Yeah, and you get this, uh, have it yet, back to Karen, have it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. You sound, you sound just like I remember, Lewis. <laughs> oh, cake sleep. How you doing? I haven't seen the you since Shutter Island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the very same. So, listen, Lewis, I'm over at Miskatonic dealing with uh, some missing papers. And uh, I just wanted to let you know I had to discharge my firearm. If you hear anything, don't worry. There's no problem. I'm looking after it. I just want to draw a line under it. You know what I'm saying? Did you kill someone, Kike? Of course I didn't kill someone, Lewis. Who do you think I am? I think you're a... You're a hardened... You're a hardened P.I. <laughs> with... <laughs> well, I think you're with, a hard-boiled egg. Is what you're I think. a hardened P.I. with a couple of screws loose. <laughs> screws loose. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you, you, you got that sabbatical over in <laughs> down Melbourne after all. Right. I got to go. I parked the car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Please hear you solved your automobile situation. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted you to know that I discharged my firearm and uh, a person was injured, but they're being looked after now in the sick bay here. Nothing to worry about. It's me. You know what me. kind of person are we talking about? Oh, some no good. Run away from me. There's a suspect in the case. Don't worry about it. Uh, if I get a lawyer on the phone, I'm going to be mad as hell. You won't get a lawyer on the phone. Don't worry about it. It's just if you get some kind, some kind of nosy, busybody morgue attendant on the phone, just ignore it. All right. All right, Lewis, look after yourself. You too, sleep. <laughs> good night. I mean, goodbye. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, that happens a lot. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yes, Anthony Flinders has been taken away to be fixed up. And um, before long, Duckworth and the others arrive. You're sort of waiting in the... There's like an outdoor... There's like an outside waiting room. Kirk, I hope you've not shot any of the nurses. Not yet. Where's our... Oh, please don't. <laughs> um, where's our friend? He's just being looked at in there. He's um, still talking that crazy talk about uh, black... Evil black sex magic. I see. What? Well, what? Um, what? Says, what? What friend? What are you? Who are you talking about? What, well, what's since going we're all on? gathered, um, well, um, Kirk here had an encounter in the morgue. I'll tell you about the condition we found the body in. The postmortem is not to occur until this evening, which I hope to attend. Um, although there are some strange things already that do not seem congruous with a, a cardiac arrest. But um, that that weren't no heart attack. I see no. heart attack victims. That was not a heart attack. Exactly. But that aside, um, as Kirk was searching one of the rooms, he was um, sort of startled by a, a young student, I believe, who he then shot. Um, and I'm sure he had his reasons. Uh, but for the time being... Uh, I don't need to defend myself to any of you. Quite right. I, um, quite right, Kirk. I'm experienced. I'm just... Uh, every time Kirk sli- sleep speaks, I'm fingering the sedative needle in my pocket, <laughs> just wondering whether or not I need to... Uh, <laughs> Administer it. Um, but, um, yes, upon talking to him briefly before he was sent here, um, he seems to have his suspicions about the murder. He he posited an idea 
that somehow Bryce He suggested that Fallon and Roach were in some kind of homosexual relationship. Keep it down. And that they conducted some (laughs) kind of evil black sex magic that they got from the Hobhouse papers. They wanted to kill people. Their first victim was lighter. Uh, A lot of crazy... I think discharging a weapon that many times in a short... in a small space has maybe damaged your hearing, but we need to keep our voices down. Um... (laughs) So, although, yes, he's right, exactly what he said. Um, we should go through and see him, I think, before he's transferred. Um, I guess push the door open. What has this got to do with the papers? I think that well, he... he knew of the papers. Well, what did he know of them? Well, he didn't give us anything specific, but he was obsessed almost with uh, Lighter. Um, clearly wanted to be his... a part of the investigation on the papers. And now he he claimed he was sneaking around and hiding in the mortuary because he was concerned about this conspiracy at the university and that they'd be doing something to the body. So he's certainly a person of interest. Whether or not we can trust him is another matter. Let us meet the young man. Well, if he knows where the papers are, then yeah. Or if he knows someone uh, who Mr. Knows. P.J. Mahoney, I think your your interrogation techniques will be invaluable for this. Yes. Mm. Remember, he's already been shot. So. Um, I'm a little rusty, but... Uh... Perfect. As we like to say um, on the Rhine... He's been buttered up, ready for the eating. <laughs> Possibly oh, the translation loses some of the finesse. I don't know. I don't know where this Rhine is that you've been buttering, but uh, well, um, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll she see. is a river. To say. She's a goddess, you know? Oh, well, I'm sure hey, she's hey, a lot. Hey, what are sh- you doing opening the door? I don't know I'm sure the she's a lovely oh, lady, yeah. but... So, uh, and go... i got a patient in here. Yes, yes, we'd just like to speak to him, please. You speak to him? You had a chance to speak to him before you shot him. Could you I didn't take a look, look at my hand by any chance? I've had... No, I can't look at your hand. i got my hands full myself with this... I'm... i got an undergraduate here with the leg shot to pieces. He's on the football oh, team. Oh, excuse me, but I'm a medical doctor. I'm sure I should help him. Why don't you look very much like you're overworked. This gentleman has been bitten by possibly a rabid animal. Uh, if you could attend to that. Um, g- Professor Duckworth and I are medically trained. <clears throat> no, he's getting sent to a proper hospital with proper doctors. I- I'm sorry, you're saying that I'm not a proper doctor? Oh. This is a university. There ain't no proper doctors here. <laughs> Is he is he conscious at present? Uh, I have. Oh yeah, he's conscious. He's still I conscious. Only shot him I've, in as a, at a as a, at a security here on campus. Uh, I have a couple of questions that I just need to ask him about what he was doing, where where he was found, uh, exactly what his uh, reasons for being there uh, were, and uh, and as soon as I get that that tidied up, then uh, we can move him along to where he needs to be. Anthony, why was you in the morgue? He sort of he's behind a cur- she pulls a curtain back and he's sort of propped up on his elbows in a in a in a hospital gurney, and he says, ah. Um, oh, I was, uh, I was just, I was just checking, no. checking what was happening with Dr. Lighter's body. No, no. And, A- Anthony, Anthony, was it? Is that, is that your name? Oh, one of my. That's right. I, I got a nephew. I got a nephew, Anthony. He's a sweet <laughs> kid. He's a, you remind me of him, you know? We all got a nephew, Anthony. <laughs> what, what I'm wondering, uh, and, and, and. You must forgive my my friend and his 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 hasty reactions to the situation. He he got uh, something of a fright. I I understand that you were uh, you you had positioned yourself in uh, in in 
in a place where it wasn't easy to see you in uh, in there where you could uh, uh well what what exactly why don't you tell me why don't you tell that me exactly? was, that's a nice way of putting it he was hiding from me all right, like all right, all right, all right, all right. well you know maybe 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 if he explains uh, why he felt the need I, to do that then we i already told you i just wanted to get down there to find out what was happening with dr lider's body they've been keeping it for ages i think he deserves I think it deserves a Listen, burial. let me tell you, anybody who would go into that more kind oh, of false oh, pretenses trying to see that body is up to no good. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I ain't seen nobody. Wait, no, just let's, let's all, let's calm down. Let's calm down and we'll get to the bottom of this. So, uh, you were down there to examine the body. Is that, is that what you're saying? Is that, you'd, you'd, uh... I just wanted to see what was going on. I heard a rumor that he was, you know, you they were doing rumor. something to his body. Who, who did you hear this rumor from? Oh, some friends on campus. Well, what were their names? I, uh, I got a pen and paper. Here. Oh, I mean, let me, let you me know, get the... Jack. 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 Jack Rancy. Jack and, Rancy. Uh, and what uh, is and what does Jack Rancy study? Uh, he, he studies. Uh, he studies mathematics. Mathematics. Jack <laughs> Rancy studies mathematics. And anyone else? Well, yeah. There's a rumor. Everyone's talking about it. Can I make man a, died? Make a psychology role to see if he's just making up these people's yeah. names. Yeah. <laughs> to see whether the keeper is just making <laughs> authenticity. Uh, no, it's not good. But I'm going to try and push it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, forgive me, uh, Jack Rancy. I, I that name rings a bell with me. I, uh, I think. Uh, does is he not one of the, the the caterers here at the the college? Is uh, is he not uh, one of the staff that works in the canteen? Are you sure we're thinking about? Is sure you sure you got the name right, Jack Ramsey, student of mathematics? Uh, maybe I ain't as young as I as I was, and maybe I'm getting a bit muddled and confused. Uh, um, but are you absolutely sure that 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 was his name? Cause. Uh, uh, I, I ain't feeling it. Yeah, give me, give me the push, yeah. give me the push roll. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of lean, lean in towards him a little bit as I say that. Oh, that's a hard success. Oh, yeah. Um, he's like, um, um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, maybe it was, maybe it was that Jack Rancy. And yeah, he's, he's, he's bullshitting you. Okay, so, so what we got here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Some men, they just don't get it. <laughs> so we get what we had last week. So why why don't you why don't you tell me what exactly was going on in there? Hmm. Hmm. And and I'll just kind of lean and put my hand on his leg and exert a little little gentle bit of pressure on on, on his leg. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Was that? Was that the bad one? Uh, you must. You must forgive me. I'm. A, I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. <laughs> um, I look at Mahoney with a look of complete respect. respect. <laughs> now realize he's. He's. I, I thought he was. You know. Uh, just a just a beat cop. I realise he's an equal, <laughs> a psychopath. <laughs> no, at least like that'd be unreasonable. Why was you hiding in in in, in a morgue? Hmm? It, it sounds it sounds like you. Uh, this is like a maybe, maybe an intimidate role with a bonus star. Persuasive intimidation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. P- persuade or intimidate with with a bonus die. I think for the the violence. <laughs> and I, uh, I I lean in close 
to add a little bit of further intimidation. Nice. I've got a slightly better persuade, so I'll make persuade roll. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, oh, that's yeah. No, that's a that's a fail. I've not I've not managed to make a persuade roll. He just says, "I already told you everything I know." No, no, I know that's not true. Come on, son. Come on. You just you gotta level with me. And as, as you say that, the nurse pushes you aside and goes, The ambulance is coming. Get out of the way. i got to get this boy ready. Otherwise, they're going to think this is a two-bit operation. Well, going to clean this up. Thank you. Thank you, nurse. I much appreciate all your help. Uh, well, 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 Anthony, Anthony, I certainly hope that we managed to get to the bottom of this, this mystery. And uh, yeah. thank you for your well, cooperation and your help. And uh, I'm sure the information you provided will be invaluable. They start wheeling him away. While this is going on, I, I, I've i been doing a little um, just scan of him to see whether it looks like he's secreted anything about his person. You said he was wearing a long coat, right? Is that mm. right? Mm. right? So I'm just having a look to see whether it looks like he might have found and hidden anything about his person. Yeah, you can give me a spot hidden. Oh, that's, uh, that's very good. That's an extreme success. You don't think that he's got anything from the morgue, necessarily. But you do notice he's wearing a, a necklace. Uh, you couldn't see it before, but he, you know, they've, they've sort of undressed him a bit to check his heartbeat or whatever. And uh, you see this necklace, and it has a pendant on it that appears to be an inverted pentagram with a kind of goat's skull in the middle of it. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> I say, oh, Anthony, that looks like it's, uh, it's a bit tight around your neck. I just grab it and pull it off. They're, all, they're already wheeling him away. <laughs> oh. Well, don't do that then. <laughs> yeah, this is very interesting to me, um, Dr. Montrose and Professor Duckworth. Why would a young student be so fascinated with gaining the PhD assistant position? To Mr. Leiter, uh, Dr. Leiter. Perhaps a simple infatuation. Yeah, simple, yeah, but, you know, more often than not... When it comes to infatuation, there is an alternate drive, not necessarily a complex, but something that pushes a person to do it. You, you, said, you said that he sounded passionate. Obsessed yes. was the word used. Obsessed is not, you know, I, I think it's fair to say, D- Dr. Montrose, would you agree that Ms. Court seems passionate about her work? Well, I didn't speak to her at length, but yes... She would seem to be well informed. She was very concerned that uh, Dr. Roach... Professor Roach, is it? Well, I forget his title, but... Well, she clearly thinks that he's a hack compared to her old Exactly. Now, this, this, is, this is within the archetype of, of the true archetype of being the, uh, the analyst, yeah? This is the person who is saying, I don't... I'm going to judge whether this is the right path. This gentleman that you have found here, hidden in the locker, like something out of a Siegfried story, like a troll hiding... Under, under the bridge he is something very interesting to me because he, it seems to me that he is going outside of the realm of the normal behavior to pursue his desires this suggests panic and and power yeah panic and power Potentially, tell me I take it easily uh, well that's fine Dodd yeah. but it still doesn't tell us who's got these bloody papers <laughs> to be blunt with you no no I, I agree it does not well so uh, in uh, in the office, uh, I found uh, I found this. He pulls out the little matchbook, and uh, this is from Hibbs Roadhouse. And 
The interesting thing is, I think uh, I think our good uh, professor doctor had a little something on the on the side with uh, with a a dame at the at the roadhouse because uh, on the back of it, you see, his, there's this lipstick. This is written in quite clearly, Coca Cola with a twist L. So I think we, if we go, we look for a lady. Ask for L. Ask for L. She might be able to tell us a little bit of something about uh, what the what the professor was into, uh, what exactly he was doing there, and uh, potentially maybe if he lost the uh, uh, the, the the papers in a in a gambling enterprise, uh, he was he was something of a gambler. We understand from the uh, the other professor there, and uh, then we might find out who he was gambling with and uh, who potentially might have the papers. Excellent. Um- that sounds like a good idea to me. I'm not sure how early they open this milkshake house. Um, they're a bit of a, a late-night milkshake place, as far as I understand. But maybe she'll be in early, old L, and we can ask her a few mm. questions. Idea, I, 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 do, I do hear that their milkshake is particularly effective in uh, getting the young gentleman to come out of the house and go in into the backyard. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're always uh, sort of around the garden area. Damn right. It's, yeah. uh, it's better than uh, some other milkshakes. Yes. Oh, damn right. <laughs> they Maybe they would teach us. Yeah. yeah. I knew they'd charge. <laughs> they might have they, to charge. Well, I, we, it wouldn't be coming for it's free. It's the business model. I'm thinking this is something, I'm right. missing something about damn the nature right. of milkshakes. It's passing over my head here. <laughs> it's an Arkham thing. It's a cultural thing. It's a cultural you know. thing. I, I wanted to ask you, gentlemen. The mirror in the gentleman's, the dead man's office, was uh, not only smashed, but melted. Yeah, and I took a little piece of the mirror and he and he put it in his palm and hand, put it out in front of the others. And you see here, it's very clearly the melting process has has been very effective. This is extremely unusual. I would have thought the heat and uh, required for, for the melting of a mirror is very intense. I'm not too sure, but perhaps before we leave the university, we could check on the practical nature of these things, because I have other things to discuss with you all. And, I, and one of them is I would like to know what you saw when you saw the body, the two of you. Yeah. Did you what, what did his face look like? Because according to PJ... Yeah. The lady in his court said that the face was a rictus of fear. Yes, she was right in that analysis. It, it, it was a paralysis, a sort of um, yes, a rictus, if you will. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. And what were the eyes like? Can I ask about the? I eyes? said I don't want to talk about it. God damn it! Sleep, sleep. Perhaps go and uh, there's some pigeons outside. Why not <laughs> take some? Well, I'm sure after a couple of special milkshakes, we'll discuss the practical and allegorical meaning of all of this at great length. Yes. <laughs> I, for one, look forward to it. I'm not interested in the allegory. I'm just thinking that the fact that I ask about the eyes and he is already so upset, that's curious to me. Wow. The eyes, as they say, are the windows to the soul. Yes. Unfortunately, these ones have been smashed. Well, um, the- perhaps somebody had broken in and stolen the soul. You saw them too, Duckworth? An element of burnt-out bulbs um, and black veins added to the rictus. It, it, whatever it was, unless something drastic has happened to the corpse since the the death, um, it was no cast attack. Maybe he um, got struck by lightning. Oh, I should say, Matt Marion said 8, 8 p.m. they will do the, the autopsy if you want. And what time is it now? 
Uh, it's lunchtime. Yeah, great. Can I ask, um, yeah. just to check, so I can't remember, the mirror in the office. Mm. What kind of a mirror was was it? Where was it? Where was it? And it, where was it? It was above the fireplace. Or was it, it like was a kind wall? of... Yeah, it was quite an old mirror. It was quite tarnished. Right. Was it um, was it like a, a full length mirror or just a kind of? You know? Yeah, it was like it was like yeah, it was quite a big mirror, sort yeah. of like above above the mantelpiece kind of thing. And that was found smashed and lying in pieces, kind of on the ground in front of where it had been on the wall. Yeah. But it was also melted. Was was the um, the back of the mirror, the, like the wooden part that goes behind the the glass of a mirror, was that burnt at all? No. And uh, the carpet on the floor was that was that burnt at all? No. It was just the glass. So that is this very, very odd. peculiar. Um, it's extremely yeah, odd. It takes a great deal of heat to break so, and melt this, the glass. This is what I don't understand. If the glass is, like, super hot from being melted, how come nothing the glass has touched is, uh, is burnt or, or melted or anything? Exactly. That don't make any sense. It's almost like the glass was melted in midair, cooled, and then fell. And what could possibly achieve such a thing? What did you say? The less obvious is the most obvious. But the most obvious is sometimes the least obvious. Correct. And so this is the mirror. So, the most obvious thing is that it didn't melt. Is it fair to say that in the car, I ask Professor, unless we're not going to get to the car, Dom, I know what you like. (laughs) Yeah. We'll never leave this ward. <laughs> God, you'll die here. Is it fair to ask the... I was, I was going to ask, I was going to ask the professor, Duckworth, that is, about his understanding of the, of the, of Kaziah Mason and just kind of try and bring him up to speed on the painting and make it obvious to sleep as well. So that, so that I wasn't hiding anything about that for those two. I won't be, dri- I won't be driving, but only if, only if that's a sort of convenient thing when we get to, so that, so that they're up to speed. In time. So, yeah. That's absolutely fine. So, would I need to do a, an occult roll to see if I know about that already, or is it fair to say I know something? Oh, yeah, 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 by all means. Just yeah, see if I, I know. Any super insights? I might have an incredible success. You never know and know even more. Um, uh, oh, I rolled an eight on <laughs> my occultist. Woohoo! That is an incredible success. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Keziah Mason, yeah, definitely, definitely she had an extended family that still probably live in Arkham. Um, yeah. they will have definitely changed their names to the library. Best thing I've heard all day. Exactly. I love libraries. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't I in a fucking library right now looking at fucking library books? What the <laughs> actual hell am I doing here? Fucking love libraries. <laughs> I fucking love libraries, mate. But Mon- Montrose makes a point. You make a point. I, maybe this is walking over to the car, and maybe we could have like a little moment of. Do we possibly have a little look in the library? Oh, I hate to sound. Why do you think you're gonna find the papers in the library like nobody looked in the library for the papers before? For the papers, you're being so literal. I don't mean you will find the papers there. I, I have been pondering uh, a possibility now. The uh, young gentleman, Anthony Flinders, uh, who we do not believe is being entirely honest with us about his uh, motivations for hiding out in the morgue tonight. Uh, You can say that again. Well, uh, 
it it occurs to me that uh, he's been carted off to the hospital. He's not going to be um, he's not going to be likely to be coming back to his apartment or his home anytime particularly soon. It might be an ideal opportunity to see if there's something there that might potentially give us a bit more information what his uh, what his real motivations were. That's good old fashioned police work, and I like it. I like it, Mahoney. While we're talking about Flinders. Did anyone else see the pendant he wore around his neck? No? I did not. So, I don't know a lot about the occult, but I know as much to know a pentagram is some kind of occult symbol. Any of you know anything about a reverse upside-down pentagram with a goat's head in it? Hmm. Well, to conclude Professor Duckworth's amazing occult role, what I will say is... To Duckworth, that immediately sounds like some kind of satanic thing. Baphomet. Probably neo-satanic. Mm, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like, you know. Mm. But maybe you're wrong. But on the subject of Keziah Mason, you know that um, the Arkham Witch Trial papers, which you're looking for, uh, were compiled by the jurist Caleb Hobhouse, who was clock for the court when they persecuted these these women and some men if famously he apparently collected in the papers not just the sworn testimonies and the transcripts but also alchemical formulae and diagrams allegedly confiscated from the convicted witch and child killer Keziah Mason thought never to have been replicated elsewhere the Hobhouse Mans still stands to this day in the woods on the edge of Arkham, abandoned and foreboding. And the rumour goes that it's because Keziah Mason, with her dying breath, bestowed upon Caleb Hobhouse a terrible curse. So terrible, in fact, that no living soul has set foot in that house since his sudden and mysterious death. This was an Apocalypse Players production. For more information about the podcast, go to apocalypseplayers.com. Thanks for listening.